Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. Um, back live today on Keeping It Real Fridays, and um, I want to talk a little bit about well, a few things. Um, everyone's been talking about this new Jay-Z album, um, you know, how good it is, how insightful it is, how he's, you know, dropping knowledge. And I just wanted to um, talk a little bit about it, give my insight, give my opinion. Um, I do like hip-hop. I've, I've listened to um, a, a number of different Jay-Z albums. Um, and, you know, I, so I have a lot to say about him, uh, the type of music he makes, a lot of the symbolism in there, um, a lot of the double entendres that he's become known for uh, over the course of his career. And I want to just so I want to talk about that. It's going to be a little uh, kind of interesting because um, I want to bring a different perspective than uh, you've been hearing from, you know, most people on social media or uh, certain music critics. So look out for that in a little bit. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about everyone's talking about Black China, uh, Rob Kardashian, their whole, you know, debacle. He, you know, released some pictures of her and, um, you know, it's being called revenge. They call it revenge porn. Um, several states have, a, a, you know, a law against this, you know, breaking up, releasing pictures that were sent to you or, you know, pictures that you took. And um, so I just want to talk a little bit about that, but not so much that, but more so how to avoid that type of situation if you're a woman um, who's dating. You know, we live in 2017, this new society where, um, you know, social media, cell phones, there's a lot of sexting going on these days. You know, a lot of people are, you know, taking videos of them doing freaky things, pictures, nude pictures, you know, uh, breasts, boobs, you know, different things. And, you know, I just want, and I've talked, I just wanted to specifically talk about it um, from this perspective because, you know, it's real, you know, and I'd hate to see some of y'all popping up on, you know, on Facebook or Instagram, you know what I mean, with with your ex. So I'll talk a little bit about that. I also want to talk about uh, Dr. Umar Johnson, who has been a guest on this show, um, you know, it's interesting. You know, I see some of these interviews that he does, you know, Roland Martin, The Breakfast Club, and then, you know, I go back and listen to, you know, the time when he was on my show. And, you know, if people think that was, you know, those interviews was real, you know, definitely and you haven't heard him on my show for about two hours on a Keeping It Real Fridays, you may want to check out the archives on iTunes because, like I said, I've seen a lot of his videos. I've heard different interviews. I personally never heard him keep it as real on my show, you know, on any show that he kept it on, on my show. So um, good interview. But I want to talk specifically about some of his uh, views, controversial views on interracial dating. Um, I don't think we really got in too deep with that when I spoke with him. But, um, so, you know, a lot of people took offense to, you know, what he was saying in regards to black men dating and ultimately marrying, you know, women of other races. So I want to talk a little bit about that. So definitely a lot to talk about. I want to talk a little bit about uh, do Ask Day 9 Advice Hour. There were some really good questions in the uh, Friends of the Day Down Tober Show Facebook group uh, that I want to uh, discuss for a little bit. So let's jump right into it. Guys, uh, before I even go any further, I want to thank you. Um, on Monday, July 10th, uh, my wife and I celebrate our anniversary. It's actually our seven-year anniversary. So Thank you to, it was like literally hundreds, maybe even over a thousand people, uh, you know, likes and, 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 you know, comments, just well wishes for uh, for us. Um, and I just want to say thank you for that. You know, I know she thanks you for that. Um, you know, marriage is, is great. 
Um, it's for me, you know, it's it's a blessing. It's something that I think, um, unfortunately, in today's society, has gotten a bad rap. You know, you know I hear a lot of women, um, and I don't, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why I say women. I hear a lot of women speaking badly about marriage, saying, oh, you know, I don't want to get married, or, you know, I don't want love. I just want to have a friend with benefits, and you know, just that type of stuff. And it's because marriage is getting a bad rap. A lot of people are marrying. Um, people they shouldn't be marrying. A lot of people are seeing people married to people who they shouldn't be marrying. And what we often see is, you know, people thinking love, you know, thinking there's love when in reality you're looking at a soul tie. When in reality you're looking at lust. You're looking at just situations that people just say, oh, yeah, you know, let's get married after 10 years, after five years. But it's really not, it's not love. It's not, not even being treated in a loving manner. And then that becomes confused with love. And then people say, well, if, if that's what love is, I don't want that. I don't want any part of that. And so, you know, but I'm happy to say, you know, I have love. And, um, you know, like I said, marriage is not perfect, but it, it, it is a blessing, you know. And I, I believe it's something that should be the ultimate goal for anyone who's dating, anyone who's in a situation. That should, I mean, if, if, if that's not the goal, you're basically wasting your time. So um, what else is going on? So, yeah, so that's talk a little bit. So first of all, so thank you about for that. Thank you for the, the well wishes and the words of encouragement and all that good stuff. Um, I want to start, I don't have a lot to talk about in regards to politics, a lot more to talk about with in regards to race relations and then uh, entertainment news is when I get into the Rob Kardashian and my review of Jay-Z's new album 444, which is an issue in and of itself. And also, before I forget, I want to direct you guys many years ago I don't know if you guys remember when Jay-Z came out with his album, uh, Magna Carta, The Holy Grail. Um, I did a special show specifically dissecting the meaning of that title, a lot of the symbolism in that album. So when you get some time, you know, there's many years, I want to say, whenever that album came out, you know what I mean, so maybe five, six, maybe seven years ago is when I did that show. But I remember it was a very good show, an informative show, and you can find it in the archives. But... um. One thing, just one one thing I'll say about politics here. Like I said, I don't have a lot to talk about. I don't really feel like talking about Donald Trump today. I've said just about all I you know need to say about him, and and everything that's going on with that, uh, for for a while at least. But one of the things I said online was, is that people have become so brainwashed. You know, you look at the media. There's a lot of brainwashing going on. Um, they they say, well, you know, I, I hate Republicans, you know, or I hate Democrats. You know, and they they anything that Republicans say it's it's bad. Anything that Democrats say it's bad. You know what I'm saying? So, it's people are picking a side, and they're fighting against the other side. One of the things that I don't see a lot of is you know people boycotting these products that are being pushed by these billionaire lobbyists that are ultimately running things. You guys know that's how the government works, right? It's not the government, the Democrats aren't controlling things, Republicans aren't controlling things. It's the billionaires, it's the lobbyists, it's these corporations that have the most influence. I mean, these are billion-dollar companies, you know what I mean? So obviously they're going to have influence on what these politicians do. The politicians are being bought and paid for by the lobbyists, by these corporations. So obviously, yeah, yeah oh, I'm a Republican, so I'm going to you know, try to push this law into effect. But the laws that are being pushed into effect are the ones that are benefiting the corporations. So then you have to really look at who are these corporations, what products are they pushing, and ultimately what products are you supporting? 
You know, no one. You don't hear anyone talking about that. You don't hear anyone saying, "Well, well, this this corporation supported this president, and they have this agenda, or this senator, or this." Co-, you know what I'm saying? But so I'm not going to support this product. People just go out here and buy whatever they want to buy, support whatever they want to support, watch whatever they want to watch, go to whatever movie, not even thinking that wait a minute, I have a problem with say Donald Trump, or I have a problem with you know Marco Rubio, whoever it is you have a problem with. Well, let's start looking at the corporation. Who, what corporations are supporting who? You know what I'm saying? And then you can really start to make some, some decisions that will affect, you know, their, I mean, none of that really matters. They're going to do what they do regardless, you know what I mean? But at, at least you can feel comfortable like, hey, I'm not supporting this product. You know, be because they support this candidate or this way of thinking, this legislation, you know. So that's just, you know, some, uh, some food for thought uh, this morning. Uh, or this afternoon, I should say, depending on where you are. Shout out to my people on the West Coast. Shout out to people on the East Coast, internationalists. Real quick, I, I, I want to say thank you, guys. And I haven't, I don't like, to, I'm not a big numbers guy. I don't like to, you know, say this, but, you know, I got a notification um, letting me know from, that, you know, just congratulating me basically for the c- continuous hard work and dedication and, and making the Data on Tolbert show one of the longest running podcasts in, in, in the country. You know, and I was like, wow, I didn't even really think about that. But, yeah, I've been doing this for a very long time. You know, a lot of listeners, a lot of downloads, a lot of, a lot of episodes. And, um, you know, I think back um, real quick. You know, when I first started, people, I don't know if you guys know, people used to make fun of me. You know, it's amazing. Like, there was no, there were no podcasts. You know, there was no breakfast club. There was no, you know, drink chants, like all these popular podcasts that are popping up on the Internet that people love to tune in, they download on their phones. There was none of that. You know, when I first started, I said, you know what, I want to do a radio show. You know, people say, okay, great. What station are you going to be on? I'm like, well, I'm not really going to be on a station, you know, FM, AM. Well, no, I'm going to do it on the Internet. It's like, what? People used to laugh at me. People used to laugh at me and say, well, I want to do a show on the Internet. Like, that's how crazy it was back then. I'm only talking about 10 years ago. Like, but 10 years ago, there were no internet radio shows. You know what I'm saying? There were none that I can even think of. Now, you can do some research if you want to, and you try to name some, but I'm pretty sure, like I said, there were no, nothing that you see now that's popular was popular 10 years ago when I first started. And, and, you know, people used to make fun of me. They said, why are you on the internet? Why don't you try to, you should try to get on AM. I'm like, well, I kind of like the internet because it's introduced me to people from other countries. You know, people from, you know, East Coast, West Coast can all listen, down south. You know, if I'm just in Philly on Power 99 or whatever, you know, those people might not have access. They're not going to have access to me. Like, so I kind of like, you know what I'm saying, being like, oh, no, nah, I ain't feeling that. That's, you know, whatever. You know, and, and fortunately, we, you know, we've grown and grown and grown. And over time, as podcasts have become more popular, now you see it, there's not that negative stigma associated with internet radio. So just want to say um, shout out shout to everybody who's, who's doing podcasts now. I've, I've helped a number of people launch radio shows. Um, a lot of people, I see a lot of people who, that, who have been inspired to say, look, you know, I want to do a show. I just say do it. You know what I mean? Like that's my advice and just do it. Don't listen to what people say. Don't listen to negativity. You know, if I would have listened to, you know, what people were saying 10 years ago, they were like, oh, you know, I, I would have stopped. There would be no data on the show. You know, I know I don't do this show as often as I used to, but um, I, I do appreciate everyone who has, you know, continued to tune in, you know, listen in, in, in different ways. And I, and I really appreciate, 
um, it's great, really, because now there's so many different ways, you know, to listen. Before, I think it was just blog talk radio. Now it's like podcasts and iTunes and all these other different sites that can stream it. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty cool, actually. So just wanted to throw that out there and thank everyone for uh, their support. Um, the other day, I had a, a really good opportunity to attend a, uh, a forum, a community forum, um, at New Covenant Church uh, here in uh, Philadelphia, and it was a it was a police forum. It was actually sponsored by Noble, which is the National Organization of Black Law Enforcement Executives, and it was really good because um, obviously there's a lot of talk, you know, just in the country, police relations, and a lot of people are being shot, a lot of people are being harassed. Um, there's a lot of inequality going on. And I, I, for me, I'm not one of those people that likes to complain. You know what I mean? I don't like to just complain without doing something. So anytime when I see an event like this pop up, I, I try to support. In fact, my fraternity, the Montgomery County chapter of Phi Beta Sigma, we, uh, you know, Pi Gamma Sigma is our chapter name. I'm the director of social action. We recently organized a, our own police forum um, in, in Norristown, which I told you guys about a few months ago. And, you know, that was also a great event. And so I, I, I'm, I'm happy that everyone was able to come out. And I'm just saying we need more of these types of events. We're seeing, you know, we had 100 people shot, you know, in Chicago over July 4th weekend. And, you know, you don't hear a lot of people talking about that. Um, you know, you, but yet when someone gets shot by the police, it's like, oh, my gosh, this is like a big deal. And not to say one is, is worse than the other. Anytime loss of life is present, there needs to be outrage. There needs to be protests. There needs to be something done. So um, I'm going to shout out to uh, Sam, my, my neighbor, Sam Grandham, who uh, I believe helped organize this event, um, Noble, uh, New Covenant Church, and, and everyone else that's just doing positive things to bridge the gap, to open the lines of communication between the police and, and, and the citizens. I've heard different people say that, oh, you know, people have a distrust for the police, so they don't want to talk. Well, I say that's just stupid. I say that's ignorant. If, you know, if you have a problem with someone, and this is just the law of the streets, if you have a problem with someone, then you go to that person. You don't talk about that person to other people, right? If, like, if I have a problem with you, I'm going to approach you. You know, so if I have a problem with the police, yeah, I may say different things. I may, you know, post on Facebook different things. But if I have an opportunity to actually speak to the chief of police or, you know, executives in the police department, I'm going to take that opportunity. You know what I mean? And I think you should too. You know, and when I, any forum I've been to, it's, it's black cops, it's white cops. And, I, and the media would like you to believe, it, you know, they don't say it necessarily, but they definitely want people to think and have in their minds that this is a black versus white issue that this is an issue of race. And this isn't, I mean, it's not so much an issue of race as it is because cops, they, they, they just see blue. You know, it's like them versus you. And, you know what I'm saying? And that's a problem in and of itself. Um, but, you know what I'm saying? It, it's black cops too. Like one of the worst experiences I've ever had with a police officer was a black cop. You know what I'm saying? So there is a systemic problem with police, period. You know what I'm saying? Now, are there racist police officers? Yes. But then again, there's racist anybody. You, you know, racist bankers, racist everything. You know what I mean? Let's deal with the, the real issue 
which is a, a serious breakdown in, in communication between police and, and, and citizens. And I think once we start doing that, once we start, um, you know, hearing like, okay, here, these are the, this is police procedure. Because that's one of the major problems. And this isn't to absolve anyone of blame, but the, I found that most citizens, African Americans, everyone, they have a severe lack of understanding for police procedure. They don't understand. They'll say, oh, this isn't right. Police shouldn't be able to do this. But if they have, if the law allows police to do, and I'm not even talking about anything specific right now, but if the police, if the, if the law says, hey, look, in this uh, instance, if this happens, if that happens, I am able to do this within the confines of the law, and you don't understand and you think that that police officer did something that was wrong or that was unjust, that's going to be a conflict. So we need to start understanding. And that's not to say that all of their laws or their police procedure is right and that we shouldn't do things to try to change it, but you have to at least understand it. Because if you don't understand it, you could be like, oh, yeah, I went through this light. You know, the light, if the light was red, you say, well, I come from another country. Or, you know, I didn't know that light, the red light meant to stop. Well, you might not know that, but you're still going to get a ticket for going through a red light, or you, worse, you might cause an accident. You have to know what to do and what not to do. And I'm seeing too many specifically of our youth, African Americans, who are doing the wrong things in these situations. You know, does that mean the police are perfect? No, absolutely not. But I'm telling you, I, I see a lot of things done by us that are, that are being done only going to lead to a, a potentially bad situation being made worse. So we have to do our part, you know, as well as, you know, incur, and, you know, hopefully, you know what I'm saying? It's like if you go to a zoo and you, you stick your hand in, in, a, in a lion cage, you know, and a lion bites your hand off. They may, you know, they may shoot that lion. They may kill that lion. They may put that lion to sleep because he wasn't supposed to bite off your hand. But guess what? Your hand is still bit off. You have to live the rest of your life with no hand. So do you want to talk about the, how that lion should be punished? Do you want to talk about what the lion should not have done? Or do you want to have a freaking hand? And I think that's the mentality that I don't hear being projected forth. We would rather protest and fight and argue and, you know, and boycott and get mad when this stuff happens more than we would, you know what I'm saying, tell people, hey, this is how you don't get shot. We're living in the lion cage. We live in a racist country. We live in a race. We deal with a racist police department across the country. So we know that. This isn't stuff that we don't know. So because you know that, guess what? I'm not sticking my hand in that lion cage. If I get pulled over by a cop, yes, sir, no, sir, hands on the wheel, I'm not making any motion. Hey, get down on the ground. Hey, why would I do I'm not. I'm not asking no questions. I'm going to do what I'm told to do. Now, if there's something that's unjust, oh, trust and believe, I'm going to deal with that situation. But the time to deal with that situation isn't in that moment. But that's just me. I like to live. I don't want to be living life with one hand, so to speak. So that's that's just, again, more food for thought. Think about it. Pass it along. Tell your kids. Tell your loved ones because it's getting crazy out here. And cops aren't asking questions. 
it's like people think that because of all these protests that the police are going to back down or be more lenient. No, it's not. It's only going to get worse. They're not backing down. They're not going to change. No matter what you say, no matter what you do, they're going to keep doing what they do. So it's just a matter of, at this point, how to survive, period. So real quick, rest in peace to the uh, police officer. I don't have her name in front of me right now. The police officer who was shot and killed, uh, African-American police officer. Not that it matters, but um, she was killed in, in New York. Just, you know, people are doing that now. They're running up on on, on police cars and just shooting them for no reason. And it's just getting crazy. So, you know, pray for her, pray for her family. Um, yeah. Cause it's, you know, it's just, we just live in a very, very turbulent, uh, you know, society right now. All right. One thing I said online was I said, you know, you, you know, you talk about police relations, uh, police misconduct. There's all, where are these videos coming from? You know what I mean? Like, everyone's got a cell phone. You know, everyone has a, a, a video camera. But one of the things that people have to realize is that these – there's an agenda. Okay, the media is very smart. And I have to – people need to understand this. Specific agenda to, to you know, distract from the real issues plaguing this country. The, the the issue, you know what I'm saying, the distraction is to make people focus so much on race that there's there's little to no conversation about other issues, really big issues that are really plaguing this country, you know, affecting us spiritually. There's so many different things, and I think that one of the things we have to do is we have to not not allow ourselves to be distracted. You know, you got these videos floating around. How do these videos go, quote, unquote, viral? You know, that's being done on purpose. I remember one time, I, you know how much stuff I say online? You know what I mean? You know how much stuff I say? But one time, I remember Beyonce's album came out. Uh, the album, I think it was the I Am album, which we talking about, Bow Down, and I did a blog. And I did a blog on, on uh, Beyonce. And you can Google it. Just Google, like, you know, Beyonce, out, you know what I mean, Beyonce Review or Beyonce by Dadon or something like that. I'm pretty sure it'll come up on Facebook. And it went viral. It was seen by like over a million people. And I'm like, whoa. Of all the things that I say, all the discussion topics, all the posts, all the blogs, all the articles, I do one about Beyonce at a time when her album's coming. And then all of a sudden that's projected into this viral status. It, you know, it didn't happen by itself. They determine, there are people who determine what goes viral and what doesn't. You know what I mean? But that's a whole other story. But that's what's going on out here. There are people that we, we have to sit down, you know what I mean, and really ask ourselves, hey, what, why am I passionate about this? Why is the media focusing on this? You know, um, I said there's video of cops beating and shooting people all the time, right? But where are the videos in the hood? You know, where are these hood videos? Where where's the, the videos of the of the gang bangers and the, the bloods and the crips and the, 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 the stick ups? You know what I'm saying? Where where's all this other stuff that happens every single night? A hundred people, hundred shootings. Turn on your T V, turn on social media. When's the last time you saw a video 
of any of those shootings go viral. I mean, think about it. You have videos of the cops, right? But where are the videos of any of those hundred people getting shot? Street cameras, you know, people in the alleyway with a cell phone, nowhere. Just think about it. You know, more more food for thought. You know, one of the things I said online, I said, never complain about problems where you have no intention of being a part of the solution. I'm not saying that that's the case with everyone, but there are far too many instances where, you know, you're just complaining. Like, you're just posting videos. You know what I'm saying? You're just protesting. You're just sitting around complaining and being mad. But what are you really doing? You know what I mean? Speaking of being mad, you know, you look at I'm not saying you can't be mad about the cops. But one thing I said online, I said, I said black folks are mad about everything except their children's test scores and reading levels. I mean, let's talk about it for a minute. I mean, you know, people say, oh, you know, the public school system is so bad. And people will complain and complain and complain about the public school system but, and, and how your kid is, you know, in eighth grade and can't read. But... What do you, that, that's your fault. That's not the school system's fault. That's your fault. If my daughter can't read, that's my fault. If my son has a problem, that's my fault. You know, I'm not going to blame someone else who doesn't give a damn about my kids for my kids having issues. If my kids have an issue, that's my fault. That's my problem. That's my responsibility. If your children is failing, failing in school, that's your fault. So, like I said, it's fine to protest the cops, but just make sure everything is fine at home. You know, just make sure your kids are on getting A's and B's. They're on the honor roll because if that's not the case, you don't have any time to be protesting with somebody else, what's happening with somebody else's kid with these police out here. You have issues to deal with in your house. You know, I'm just being real. I know that's considered controversial. People not, might not like that. But think about all these people out here protesting, marching in the streets, but their kids' homework isn't even done. They ain't, re- they ain't read a book yet. All those marches, all those protesters, what's them, tor- them uh, test scores like? What's that, what's that report card like? If, if you're protesting, you know, because I'm, I'm, I want to protest them. Let's protest them. Let's not protest the schools. Let's protest the parents in the schools. Kids walking around here all hours of the night, but, but they're failing school. How are you out here in the, in the middle of the night getting shot by cops or, you know, arrested by cops when you're supposed to be in the house? I'm just being honest. And, again, that's not to say that, you know, again, police are not, should not be held accountable when they are in the wrong. But I'm just saying, as parents, you have to take a, you know, account for that stuff. You have to say, okay, so... It's like if I, if I see my son playing, I have to not just look at what he's doing. I have to look at what he could be doing. If I see a glass, I, 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 you know what I'm saying? I have to look at it, and the glass has something in it. I have to, as my mind as a parent, say, wow, he's not even close to that glass, but that glass is in his reach. He can pull that down. It could fall on him or it could spill and break. He could, I have to think about that stuff. I have to know, be aware of my surroundings and plan accordingly. If you know you live in a bad neighborhood, if you know that cops are racist and there's a big police problem in your neighborhood, you have to take into account for that. 
Don't just, you know, if you live in a gang-infested neighborhood, you got to do, you got to, you can't, you got to move different. So, I don't know, man. You know, a lot of times, the stuff I talk about, I would think it would be, you know, common knowledge, common sense, but it's not the case all the time. Real quick, you know, I see a lot of videos, you know, I want to talk a little bit about Umar Johnson, you know, people who say, oh, he's a coon, or this person, uh, what's the guy, uh, Ben Carson, he's a coon, Steve Harvey's a coon. People are so stupid. People have no idea. They've never taken an African-American in film and television course. They have no idea about the, who the real coons are. They have no idea what that term even means. You know, so if someone says something that you don't like, or something that goes against the public, you know, the, what the media wants you to think or how they want you to feel, what they're brainwashing you into thinking. If anyone contradicts that in any way, then they're a quote-unquote coon. Most people have no idea what a coon is. Most people have no idea of the significance and the terminology of a black buck or, you know what I'm saying, um, you know, any of this stuff. People have no idea who people like Step and Fetch It were, or, you know, just the mammy the image of mammy. They have no idea what, you know, where these terms and what, what was going on around the time. They had no idea who Paul Robeson was, Frederick Douglass, the significance of them, you know, and, and we have to start educating our kids on the, on the real meanings of these words. You know, it's not okay to just throw out these terms just because someone says something that you personally don't disagree with. You know, it's like people say, oh, he's a coon. I said online, but, they love the real coonery that's seen at the BET Awards every year, the real buffoonery that's seen on some, in some of these movies that people love, the Medea and all this other stuff. I'm talking real buffoonery, real coonery, historical buffoonery and coonery. You know, the stuff that people love, they, it's ironic. The irony is that people love coonery and buffoonery. They always have. You know, they love it. You know, that's what sells, you know, albums. That's what sells, uh, you know, that's what gives ratings. That's what puts money at the box office is coonery. Coonery is not something that is, you know, viewed as negative. It's done specifically for entertainment. So someone, if you you understand your history, someone like Ben Carson is not going to be viewed as, as a quote unquote coon, just because you may not you may not like what he's saying, what he's representing. You understand that, guys? So you know, like I said, I, I want to talk a little bit more about that. I'm going to take some calls today, um, and I, I apologize, guys. I apologize. I haven't been taking a lot of calls lately. Um, you know, six four six two zero 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 three six six. I just been kind of talking, you know, and you guys have been listening, which I appreciate. Um, but like I said, the phone lines are open. Just make sure you hit the number one on your keypad. I know I talk about a lot of issues that people may have, um, you know, uh, insight on or opinions on, you know, whether it's politics, whether it's race relations, whether it's the police, um, entertainment news. So the phone lines are always are always open. I see my homie Tariq on the line. To go ahead and go to his call real quick. Tariq, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Dejan? What's going on with you, man? Hey, man, I'm chilling, man. Just, you know. Just talking about some stuff, man. I know you've been listening in. You know, do you have a specific comment on one of these issues? 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, what you just, you know, what you just elaborate on, elaborated on as far as coonery is concerned, um, I think a better term would be uh, sellout, you know. And I think that's how people are viewing people like Carson, Ben Carson. They think that he's selling out for the man. So, I mean, I think that would be a better term to use in that in that uh, situation. Now, let me ask you that. Let me ask, so what is your definition of a sellout, and why do you think he's being called that by different people in our community? Well, my definition of a sellout would be somebody that is doing things that diametrically opposed to the agenda of black people getting ahead and is doing that um, under, I guess you would say, under the leadership of a white person um, or trying to connect their, themselves with, align themselves with somebody that can do things that can stop the progress of black people. That's what I would say. And what was your second so question? You, well, I guess the, the follow-up question would be, do you feel like Ben Carson is a sellout? Do you feel like he fits that definition you just did? Me personally? Yeah, Ben um, Carson. Yeah. yeah. I don't know too much about I – don't, I don't follow Ben Carson. Um, he's not somebody that's on my personal radar um, because – but what I what maybe what people are perceiving is that anything that's aligned with Donald Trump is negative, like is not prospering black people and the black community. So he's, he's guilty by association. Let me ask you a question, and that's, I think that's one of the things I, I disagree with. I think, and that's, it's not even that I disagree with it. I feel like the media, and that's why I talk so much about the media, the media yeah. wants everyone to believe that all black people think the same way. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. that's not, right. like, people need right. to realize, like, literally millions of black people and Latinos, other Hispanics, voted for Donald Trump and support Donald Trump to this day. You know what I'm saying? So you can't really say, well, Donald uh-huh. Trump is against black people or or Ben Carson is against black people when there's plenty of black people that love Donald Trump and plenty of Hispanics that support Donald Trump. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but the ratio, you you saying a million compared to how many million that are, you know, the, the ratio is, is a huge disparity um, to those who like uh, um, Trump to, compared to those who don't see him as uh, an ally for black people. I mean, I think a lot, and I hear you, I think a lot of that is perpetuated. I mean, I, I, me personally, I haven't seen any official statistics that say X amount of millions of black people support Trump and X amount of people don't. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of that stuff is fake. Yeah. It, that's why. That's why it's fake news. Now that's not to say. Don't get me wrong. I know a lot of black people don't like Donald Trump, but I'm saying yeah. there's an agenda that narratives. You know, that's what they want you to think. The reality, if you look at the vote, just the way the the voting was, it was basically half and half. Like no. like half well, the country. No, it wasn't. Well, well, actually, Hillary won a popular vote, and you know she's a Democrat, which is majority minority people, so you know the majority of people wasn't for Trump. The majority of minorities. Hillary won the popular vote by a very small margin, that's that's true, but most people didn't even vote. There was over 50% of all registered voters didn't even vote. 
See, the problem is with this, most black people aren't even registered to vote, so they're not even being counted. Less than 40% of black folks are even registered to vote, and only a small percentage of those blacks who are registered even voted. I think it was like 12 or 13% of registered voters. But most black people, this we got to be clear about, most black folks aren't even registered to vote. But if so they the were. numbers that we're talking about. Huh? If they if they were historically speaking, you know which party they would be voting for. Well, no, we can't, we can't. We can't. They're not. We, we can't say that. There's no. We can't. They're not speaking, registered to vote. They're, they're not registered. How, how can I'm we say saying. that when they're not registered? Like I'm I just thinking on precedent, on past precedent, on past precedent. Historically speaking, black black people are democratic people. Are democratic is a democratic party. Or Democratic Party is, you know, is uh, well, no, that's true. dominant in black people. That's true. that's true. I mean, it's. I mean, we can we can. Do, I mean, I'm not even a numbers. I mean, that's that is true. Most black people that are registered are registered Democrats. But again, the vast majority, the media wants you to think that all of these people who aren't even registered and aren't even being counted can automatically we can automatically assume that those people are against Trump. And that's where, that's where the dishonesty comes into play because those people, such a large, there's only a small percentage of black folks that, are, that even participate in the voting process. You know, it's literally at the high, Obama, mm-hmm. Obama got the most percentage of black folks to vote, and I think that was only at about 13%. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. now 13% of black folks that are registered voted for Obama. That's not a lot of people. Uh-huh. But like, I want to get your I want to get your opinion on on, on this police issue. Uh-huh. I'm glad you called in, man. Real quick, real quick, before I ask you about these police, um, you have a uh-huh. new group. You, you know, obviously, I have the friends of the Dana Talbert Show group, which most people are used to, uh, you know, participating in and listening. But you just started a new group. It's called. Uh, tell everybody what it's called. Yes, it's called Social Activists um, Yet to Be the United States of America. What's, what's, what are you looking to accomplish with that group? Well, um, once you go up to my page, there's a description that lays out everything that the group is um, is about. Um, but just to give you, a, I guess, give you a synopsis or a summary, um, it's basically just to uh, indulge in intelligent conversation um, and to bring about social awareness about uh in in and in, in injustices that's occurring in America. And also, you know, we, we we want to bring people together and hopefully we can branch out and do different things that will um that will institute change. Um not just talking about it but actually doing those doing the work, doing the groundwork. Let me, and I, and I like what you're doing, and that's why I want to ask you about specifically about the police. And we've been debating about this, but for people who may not have been a part of that debate, my my issue is, and I think this is where there was a little bit of confusion with my views. My issue is not to absolve the police of wrongdoing, but my goal is to help the the kids, African Americans, my people, your people, avoid uncomfortable situations. With these police, do you uh-huh. think that's important? Uh-huh. What can we do to prevent these black folks from getting shot? Well, yeah, I think that's the number one goal. 
I think that I think that we can we have to do our part because meaning the people that's in those situations. Um because police are not police are gonna do what they wanna do. And we we have to be responsible for what we do. You see what I'm saying? So if that means that uh, that means that um, abiding by the orders of the cop or the policeman, then that's what we should do. In all, and, and then if, if, if things weren't done correctly, we should fight it, you know, by getting a badge number, by going to court, and by filing a, 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 a case, a civil suit. And that's, or, that's or my main court. point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's my, that's my issue. And I'm sure you, you post a lot of videos. I post some videos. I've seen a lot of stuff in the media. One of the things that I see a lot of, and you tell me what you think about this, but not in all, you know what I mean? Not all, but in a lot of these videos, would you say that the people are being combative, they are being uh-huh. argumentative, and in, in many cases they are resisting arrest? Would you agree with that? I would say many cases. Yeah, I would say I would say yeah, I would say yeah, I would say yeah. But I, I also would like to I also would like to state that in some cases they aren't. You know, so just to be clear, right? You're right, and that, you're right. You're a hundred percent, and that's why I say like not all, but like a lot of them. Yeah. You know, yeah. a, a lot of yeah. them. And I would like to see that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because like you said, the cops are going to do what they're going to do regardless. We have to, in many cases, they're racist cops. You know what I'm saying? In many cases, they're mm-hmm. overly aggressive cops. Many of those cops are black. But mm-hmm. cops in general have a issue with over-aggressiveness when they are uh, fearful. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Shout out to my man, Dre. Dre's in the group, too. He, you know, we get it. We all get it. And we get the debating in. You know, at join my group, join Tariq's group. You know, we have good deb- debates in these groups. And and I feel like, though, that's the only way we're going to see a change. We're gonna, we have to open the lines of communication. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But yeah, just to say, just to say, go ahead. Uh-huh. I just want to let people know all races, I just want to let people know all races are included in my group. And there are, you know, there are white people in that group as well. And we are opening a line of communication because we want to hear everyone's perspective on the the way that they see the injustices, and we can learn something from each other. So, yeah. Absolutely. Terry, man, I appreciate you calling in. I'm going I'm to go ahead and put you on mute real quick, but, um, like, if you want to stay on the line, that's cool, and if you have another comment. In fact, I think I want to come back to you if you're available um, a little bit later on um, as I talk about some of this entertainment news uh, stuff. Well, in fact, I'm going to jump right into it. And like I said, Tariq, just shoot me a message like if you if you you know had something to say, have a quick comment. But one of the things I want to say, um, you know, as I transition into entertainment news, is first and foremost, rest in peace to Prodigy. You know, I haven't been. I know he died a few weeks ago, but I haven't been live since he passed. And one of the things that I really liked about Prodigy, if you're not familiar, he's uh, one of the the two members of Mob Deep one of the more influential groups and in, in, in really in hip-hop history, uh, one of more popular, universally regarded as, you know, what we call real hip-hop, um, you know, lyricism. Uh, they were, you know, as, as New York as it gets. Um, but rest in peace to Prodigy, who passed away unexpectedly 
a few weeks ago. And one of the reasons that I liked him, not only just from a lyrical standpoint, but from um, he's one of few celebrities with what we call street credibility, um, as well as a little bit of commercial success, who also spoke about, you know, secret societies, spoke about demonic and satanic symbolism in hip-hop, which is really unprecedented. You know, you guys hear me talk about it, but at the end of the day, I'm not a hip-hop aficionado. You know, I'm not a hip-hop connoisseur. Um, I, you know, I have an opinion, but when, when pro- people like Prodigy, and it's very few, it's very few people in the actual hip-hop industry who have spoken out against, again, these spiritual issues, the spiritual brainwashing, the demonic symbolism, the, you know, Illuminati symbolism. It, and, again, if you Google him, if you look up some of his videos, he's, I mean, he's, this is mob deep. This is not like some guy out there just talking. This is mob deep, someone who everyone respects. You know, this is someone who hip-hop heads, you know, regard as having real influence in the music industry. And he's, basically saying this this music industry is is evil. Right? He's he's saying it's evil. He's saying, look, these directors are putting certain images in there to 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 brainwash you, to to push a particular agenda. You know, and, and so definitely rest in peace to him. He's one of the few that spoke about homosexuality in hip hop. You know, how you know the agenda behind homosexuality. You know, how these you know, these producers, these, you know, uh, record label executives are signing people and, and what the types of things that they're being forced to do if they want to achieve, you know, worldwide success. And, it, there are, you know, it's, it's interesting. I remember a song many years ago that, that Rick Ross said. I, I'm not going to quote it because I don't remember, the, you know, the, the lyrics verbatim, but he basically said something to the effect of, if you want to be the best, you know, that shit is, that, that's complicated. You know what I'm saying? Which is like really deep. It might not seem deep just hearing it, but it's actually extremely deep because the way he said it, it basically tells you like, yeah, you can be the best. You can be the best lyricist. You can have the best flow, the best beats, whatever, but that doesn't necessarily translate to being the, at the top of the game, the top of the industry. That's why it is complicated. It'd be as complicated because you have to sell your soul. It's complicated because you have to push certain imagery in your music and certain Im- you know what I'm saying? If you want to get the worldwide support. And it's deep, man. This is the music industry out here. You can't just listen to Jay I'm gonna talk about Jay Z, but you can't just listen to Jay Z and say, Oh, okay, that's a cool beat. Oh, okay. No, no, no. It's deeper than that. You can't just watch Beyonce and say, Oh, okay, yeah, it's a, it's a cool song to dance to. No, it's deeper than that when you watch the video, when you watch her at the Super Bowl. It's deeper than that. This is a very evil industry. How many artists, I mean, just do a search, you know, musicians talking about the evil music industry, you know, and and you will see so many celebrities telling you different secrets and different things, you know what I mean? And, And if you say too much, you know what I'm saying? And that's when you end up dead. But... And I mean, but again, rest in peace to uh, Prodigy, uh, Mob Deep. You know, and it's funny. You know, Mob Deep is one of those, um, 
like it's funny. Like you hear, you got a lot of you guys have been listening to this show for many years, and you know a lot of these stories, you know, about dating and relationships and my time in college and these road trips and different experiences I've had with women. It's one song by Mob Deep. You know, it was actually the uh, what song was it? Was it uh, the remix with with with, uh, with Lil Kim? The Shook one uh, remix. That was like our theme song. Like me and the homies, we would hop in 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 the car and we would, you know, what I'm saying, and we hit hit the road and we would turn that song on and we would uh and, and we would we would we would uh start freestyling. And my freestyle game is nice. So I don't really freestyle publicly. That's just for my wife and my kids. But my daughter, she loves my freestyle. But yeah, you know what I mean? We used to freestyle in the car to that to that specific beat. And and we used to get it in, man. And so I and, you know, on the way to Penn State, on the way to, you know, Dell State, wherever it was we were going. So that, you know, my people always, you know, brought back fond memories for me. In fact, you know, shout out to Tariq. He just uh he posted another one of my favorite lyrics. He said, uh, about, well, not favorite lyrics, but one of the more insightful lyrics to, in regards to what we're talking about. Uh, I'm so sophisticated. I've talked about this before. To get a verse from me, you got to be initiated. A lot of people don't even hear that stuff. And, I, you know, they don't understand what that means. Think of, I'm going to say it again. I'm so sophisticated. To get a verse from me, you got to be initiated. Now, for people who have no idea that there's even secret societies in music, you have no idea what that means. But for people who know what's up, when you become a celebrity or to become a celebrity, when you're going through that process, you get initiated into uh, into the into, – it's almost like a fraternity and sorority. You get initiated, and that's when you start throwing up these hand signs. You start wearing certain colors. You start putting certain images in your videos and your performances. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and that's how it goes. All these people that you see regularly you know, on MTV and, you know, anytime you turn on TV or radio, you hear these people, they've been initiated. And that's what that's exactly what Rick Ross is, is talking about. And he's a clown. Be clear. He's a clown. You know, I was just talking to some people the other day. Be clear. You got many of you guys heard my interview with the real Rick Ross on this show many years ago, at least, what, five, six, seven years ago, with the real Rick Ross, who recently lost a lawsuit to get his name back. But, you know, it's crazy, man. He's a cool guy. He's, he's, he just won his name. You know, imagine that, how you lose a lawsuit to get your name, that someone decide, oh, you, you are a drug dealer. Oh, you, that sounds cool. So I'm going to steal your name. I'm going to steal your, your alter ego. You know, I'm going to make your name my alter ego. It's, like, ridiculous. Like, who are you? Like, what is your real name? Rose, Rick Ross, Renzel. This guy got, like, ten names. None of them are his own. It's ridiculous. And people love them for that. You know? Let's talk, I was going to talk about some other things. I'm going to talk to Dr. Johnson a little bit later. But I'm talking about Jay-Z, so I'm talking about music. Jay-Z, Jay-Z, Jay-Z. Let, let, let me just say this. Like I said, I, I'm a fan of hip-hop because I'm not a hater at all. Never been a hater. From a, a strictly 100% Hip hop standpoint, okay. Jay Z's album four 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 is is a good album. You know what I'm saying? It is a lyrically sound uh, production sound wise. You know the, the production is is on point. Um, it's it's a solid album. 
if we're if if we're talking just hip hop, you know, he talks about a lot of different things. He's very as far as things that are going on in his relationship, his personal life, his upbringing, which is one of the reasons why I think a lot of people have always identified with him, especially people in the street or with with a street background. They could always relate to Jay-Z on a certain level, whether it was relationships, whether it was, you know, guns, drugs, whatever. And and so that from that perspective, he's very honest. He's, you know, he keeps it real about things that he's experienced in his life. Um, even in this album, he talks a lot about finances. He talks about mistakes he's made financially, financially mistakes he sees other people making financially. And he gives some, some advice on how to achieve certain financial goals. Um, none of those things um, do I have a, a major problem with. I mean, it kind of is what it is. That's not – see, my issue is not – my issue with Jay-Z is not lyrically, it's not – Russian said it. it's I do have a problem with many of his lyrics. But I'm saying like I'm not gonna sit here and hate on Jay Z and say, Oh, he's not a good rapper. I'm not even gonna sit here and hate on Jay Z and say that he's not one of the best quote unquote rappers in history. If 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 not the best rapper in history. And it's a, like I said, I'm not a hater, you know what I mean? Like I said, I love hip hop. You know what I mean? I love hip hop. I'm I, I've listened to a lot of his albums. I listen I listen to hip hop. I enjoy hip hop. Some some hip hop, not as much as I used to, but so I'm not gonna. You know what I'm saying it's not. I'm not gonna say this is not what this is about. Oh, he's the best rapper. He's not the very. He's a bad rapper. No, I, I mean, anyone who says Jay Z isn't a good rapper, as far as rappers go, is just hating. You know what I mean? Like that's just stupid to say. That's stupid to say. Ti is not a good rapper. Stupid to say Biggie wasn't great. Stupid to say Tupac wasn't a good rapper. Like they're good rappers. You know what I'm saying? That's not the issue. That's not what I'm here to talk about. One of the things, so I, but I will tell you what you know. Some of the issues that I do have with Jay Z, uh, you know, fundamentally, as well as some specifics that I have, some specific issues I have with him in regards to this album. One of the things, though, before I get into the album, I posted online. I said, "Why is everyone surprised that Jay Z cheated on Beyonce?" Can, I mean, I just want to ask that question first before I go any further. Why is everyone surprised that Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce? And so, oh, my gosh, he's talking about, you know, first of all, everyone's surprised at Lemonade. And go back and listen to the special I did on Lemonade, if you missed it. I did two specials, a two-night special. I did a special on Lemonade, dissecting that album and just everything, a lot of things going on with Beyonce. Then I did a special entitled Becky with the Good Hair, How to Avoid Your Man, uh, you know, dealing with Becky with the Good Hair. So definitely listen to those two, two shows. You can Google them. Um, any title, just add my name to it you'll get a plethora of shows popping up, iTunes, podcasts, whatever. I'm everywhere. That's a great – I love it. You know what I mean? Like any topic you want to know, you, you just put my name at the end of it, and boom, you got several shows. But, yeah, so it's I – mean, okay, she put him out there. He cheated with Becky with the good hair, whoever that is. Okay, he comes out. He talks about him cheating with Becky with the good hair on the album. He talks about, you know, how she was ignoring his calls. He talks about, you know, different things, he, how he is, you know, going to be going forward, how he almost jeopardized his family, his daughter, you know, his marriage for something frivolous. And I think, like I said, that's one of the reasons why so many people identify with Jay-Z is because, they, you know, a lot of guys do cheat. A lot of guys have jeopardized their family. And so they, you know, it's like, wow. 
you know, he's putting it out there. Like, he's done a lot of things that I've done. I get it. Like I said, I enjoy the album. It's not a bad album per se. Um, but I just find it to be interesting. One of the points, though, that I made in regards to this Beyonce thing, you know, him cheating, I said it's not a surprise or it shouldn't be a surprise that Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce if she's anything like how she pre- projects herself publicly. And this is a, you know, a point I wanted to make for the ladies. Ladies, you need to understand. If you project yourself, if you carry yourself in, in, in any way similar to how Beyonce projects herself publicly, I don't know her personally, but the imagery that she puts out there, the, the boobs out, the ass out, you know, the, the, that independent woman mentality, that girls run the world, I don't need you, I can upgrade you, like all of that stuff collectively epitomizes and I cannot say this enough, it literally epitomizes why so many black women, excuse me, why so many successful black women find themselves single and being passed over. There's not a man on this planet who is in his right mind, certainly not a Christian man, who would marry a woman who, who projects herself as this, I don't need a man to the left, to the left, don't you ever for a second think that you're every place. Like, no one wants to be with a woman like that. Now, again, I don't know if that's – I'm sure – I'm almost sure – I can't say that. Because I, I, I'll say I don't know how she is with Jay-Z behind clothes. I don't know. But, like I said, and I told you guys before, I told you guys years ago, this marriage is temporary. I told you all that years ago that this marriage was temporary. I told you years ago that Jay-Z is 100% guaranteed to be cheap. I told you all that years ago. Many of you may remember. And I'm, I still I stand by that. S- several years from now, it's going to be the biggest breakup in entertainment history. A billion-dollar breakup is going to be the headline. Just look out for that headline maybe five, ten years from now. But, and again, it's not because I'm psychic. It's just because, one, any time when a relationship in general is not based and rooted in Christ, it's destined for failure or ultimately un- unhappiness. You know what I mean? You can't have anything. You can't. Marriage is, is, a, is to be ordained from God. And that's why you see the divorce rate, what it is. You can't have marriage, you know, but it's not rooted in anything. It's not rooted in God. It's not rooted in something secure. If it's rooted in the world, the world is going to crumble. The, root, the world is already destined to crumble. So if your marriage is rooted in the world, what do you think is going to happen to your marriage? So that's I mean, that's why you that's why I predicted all these celebrity breakups and divorces and they're they're, they're going to be no different. Be clear about that. I know that's going to piss off a lot of people. Oh my gosh, they're my favorite couple. Sorry, it's it's temporary. But th- so this should not be a surprise. Listen, if if you have if you're a woman who has that type of nasty attitude, that type of attitude, I'm going to make you. I'm going to put on my freakum dress and I'm going to go to the club and. You know, I'm going to cheat on you because you're out there in the streets. So, like, if you're in a situation like that, let me be clear. You're going to be, your man is going to be cheating on you. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying to you? If, if you, if your man has to deal with all this drama, if you have to deal with drama, I'm not putting it all on the man, but I'm just saying if you are in a bad situation where things are not right, be clear. Your man is not going to be faithful to you. 
And I, this is not blaming the woman. This is not blaming the man. This is just a fact. So let me just reiterate. So I want, to, I want to be clear. I don't care what the problem is. I don't care whose fault it is. But, again, if you have an attitude and you have a certain independent way of thinking, if you put your man in a position where he feels like you don't need him, and you let him know that you don't need him and you're not pressed to be with him and all this other stuff, you're a man. The guy, you're sleeping, but yet you're still giving him the ass. You know what I'm saying? You're still sleeping with him. Most likely wrong. No condom. That condom came off a long time ago. This is what y'all want. Y'all wanted me to go back to keeping it super. I'm going to keep it extra. Your man is going to be having sex with someone else. Most likely repeatedly, and, and, and watch this, most likely with Becky with the good hair. Does that mean that, quote, that's, which is a racist term, by the way. Let's be, per, be perfectly clear about that. That is a racist term. You know, to call a white person Becky is the equivalent of calling an Indian man Mustafa. You know what I'm saying? Like, who said his name was Mustafa? Who said her name was Becky? Wait, are all white people named Becky? No, that's racist. You can't do that. But that's neither here. But no, yet no one cares. No one. Uh, let me. Oh, my name is Tyrone, just because I'm black. You know, Joaquin. Yeah, you know I mean, whatever the heck it is. Come on, you can't do that. But I'm just saying, your man. You cannot. You have to create an environment where the man treats the woman in a in a great way, and the woman treats the man in a great way, and the relationship is rooted in Christ. Let me explain something to you. If you're celibate, there's no put it like this. There's no reason to be celibate. There's no, put it like this, there's no reason not to sin. We live in a sinful world. We, li- we live in a sinful flesh. So there's no reason not to sin, period, whether that's being faithful, you know, getting married and honoring your marriage vows, you know, if you're single, being celibate. There's no reason to do any of those things if you're not a Christian, if you're not living for God, if you're not striving to get closer to Christ. If you're just living the world, or in the case of Beyonce and Jay-Z, your actual Satanist, you know what I mean? We've actually revealed that that's what they are and what they believe. Obviously, you have no reason not to sin. The devil loves sin. So if you're worshiping Satan and worshiping things, which is a whole other topic, most people have no idea what that word means anyway. So like, oh, my God, Beyonce and Jay-Z are Satanists. Well, yeah, they've told you. They've, if you understand what that word means, then you understand that that's what they are, and they've said that that's what they are, but that's neither here nor there. But my point is, you're going, if you're not living for God, you're going to openly and actively seek out worldly pleasures. So if you're married and you're rich and you're Jay-Z, what? And you have a woman who's, you know what I mean, who's putting out this, this ridiculous, you know, these ridiculous images and ideologies and brainwashed women around the world. Girls run the world. If you're Jay-Z, think about it, and you're not living for God, what motivation is there? To not sin. What motivation is there not to cheat? There is none. You know what I'm saying? There is none. You're going to partake in the in the pleasures of the world. That's why I said there's so many factors against Beyonce. Why do you think Solange was, not, you know, knocking Jay-Z upside the head in the elevator? The only thing that could make that happen, y'all know what it is. Was, is this, I'm sure she found out or knew something that, Jay-Z did, how he was cheating, how he was creeping, maybe disrespecting his sister or her sister in some way. You know what I mean? And so she decided she, she wasn't going to take it. 
So I was not surprised. And I, like I said, I predicted all of this years ago. You know, so and you and so it's not so much about I don't care about them. I'm just saying all this to help you guys. You guys know how many shows I did a show recently on side chicks, maybe about a month or so ago. Go back and listen to that show if you missed it. How to avoid being Lala Anthony. Oh, and real quick, Lala Anthony. How to avoid being tiny. You know, how to avoid being, uh, you know, whoever. You know, I mean, you 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 know, you name it. Someone got cheated on and done wrong. How to avoid that? Now, is that saying you're to blame? See, a lot of people, are, and that's even going back to the police thing. When you when I talk about how to avoid something, that doesn't mean I'm blaming that person. I'm just saying, look, this is how to avoid it. There's plenty of ways for women to avoid getting cheated on. But does anyone talk about those ways except me? No. You know what I'm saying? And guess what? Talking about how to avoid something does not mean you are the problem. That's why people have to let down those guards, they have to let down those walls and stop taking offense to everything and just listen. How many lives have been changed from women just listening to this show, just listening with an open mind, you know, not taking offense, not, you know what I'm saying, oh, my God, he said, like, really just listen. If you really just listen to the words that I'm saying, you will be a better woman, and you most likely will not be, you won't be Beyonce. You won't end up like Lala. Let me talk about Lala. I'm going to talk about Jay-Z. I'm going to get, oh, there's a lot more I want to say about Jay-Z, but then I'm talking about cheating real quick. How many of y'all watch Power? I watch Power with my wife. We watch, we watch like Sunday morning, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like if we don't go to church, you know what I'm saying? Or, or we watch it like when we get back from church or, or you know what I'm saying? Whatever. You, you just don't wait till Sunday night. Y'all know how that goes. And, but Lala, I'm not saying this is the reason. But I used to watch the show. And I talked a lot about this on the, on the side chick show I just did recently. But Lala gets it in on that show. Like, I'm not sure if I was a man and, and that was my wife, how I would feel about those sex scenes. Like, she had some pretty intimate uh, sex scenes, you know, with, uh, what was it, Sean and, and, and intimate sex scenes with uh, now with the white dude. And, you know, and not only that, Lala projects herself. Like, she, she throws them things out there. Like, she, her boobs are pretty much all over the Internet. And, again, I'm not – see, I said this on the last show, but, ladies, let me explain something to you. There are good girls, and then there are freaks. I'm going to tell you this really. There are good girls, and then there are freaks. Freaks are good for one thing. They're good for sexual purposes. Men, please understand this. Men do not marry freaks. Uh, good men. Any man that you want to be married to does not marry a freak. Now a, lot of, now, a lot of women don't understand the importance of being a freak for your man and being a freak within the context of marriage. Although then again, that's not even being a freak. It's called being a wife. Because being a wife, you're going to please your husband regardless, and that's different from being a freak. But if you are a freak and you project yourself as a freak and you just happen to get married, you should expect to be cheated on. Let's be clear about that. You should absolutely listen to what I'm saying to you. A lot of people just going just like right over a lot of people's heads. But listen to what I'm saying to you. If you are a freak and you project yourself as a freak and that's how you present yourself to your man, you're going to be cheated on by that man at some point. 
Beyonce presents herself as a freak. Newsflash, Jay-Z cheated on her. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Lala presents herself as a freak. Guess what? Carmelo cheated on her with who? Who did Carmelo cheat on Lala with? A stripper. Right? Go even watch this. This is going to piss a lot of people off. Not so much now on Love and Hip Hop, but go back. Go back and listen. I've, been, I've known about Rashida for a long time. She's been doing music for 20 years. Go back and listen to some of Rashida's old songs. Go back and look at some of her old videos. Rashida, and she's been with Kirk for forever. Go back and look at how she used to present herself like a freak. Who did Kirk Frost cheat on Rashida with? Jeopardy music plays. Let me cue the Jeopardy music. I think we all know. Kirk Frost cheated on Rashida with a stripper. And guess what? He got a stripper pregnant. Oh, my bad. So did Carmelo. Now, a lot of people may be still saying, well, what does that have to do with anything? Well, it has a lot to do with it. It has to do with women who present themselves like a freak. Jay-Z, I would not be surprised if he cheated on Beyonce with a stripper. A lot of your men are cheating on you with strippers. Why? Because that, if that's what we wanted or if that's what we initially saw in you, that's why we got, you got us, and that's what, we, that's what initially drew, drew us to you, eventually that physical attraction is going to subside. A lot of times when that's the main thing, the main attraction, there's not a lot of emotional connection there. So, obviously, if, if someone else who's younger, more attractive, comes along, you know, that's obviously what's going to continue to attract them. You can't, that, that's not going to sustain a marriage. If you're a freak and you present yourself like a freak, you're going to get cheated on. You know, so that's not to say you can't be a freak for your husband. You can't please your husband in the bedroom. That's fine. But when the public sees that, look at all these reality shows. Look at all these shows where they're talking about sex. Some of y'all on Instagram and Facebook talking about how, how what kind of sexual positions you like and what you like to do and how, what kind of how many what size you like and this different things. Nobody's gonna marry you. You know, if you're an Instagram hoe, you're gonna be a single chick on Facebook. You, you know what I'm saying? And that's just real talk. You know, no one's going to see your IG page and be like, oh, my God, she's so sexy. I want to marry her. No, they're going to say, I want to have sex with her. Right? But they're not going to marry you. You know, and if they do, by, you know, by some crazy chance, do marry you, like if they've been smoking crack and they actually marry a woman who presents herself like a freak or a hoe, well, they're going to end up cheating on you. And then it's just going to make the situation ten times worse. So... Not to go off on a long tangent, but please, ladies, present yourself with respect, not just physically, but intellectually as well. Because all that stuff Beyonce is talking about is keeping black women single. It's the ultimate manipulation. You know, she, you know, is, she knows what she's doing. The, 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 not even her, the industry knows what she's doing. The people who control her know what she's doing. There is a plan to keep black women in jail. And it's funny, everyone talks about mass incarceration, but no one talks about this mass brainwashing of black women that's keeping them single. It's, it's very similar. 
They want to separate the black man. What did they do in slavery? They chained up the black woman. Excuse me. They chained up the black man, enslaved the black man, and they put black women to work in the kitchen, in the fields, and in the bedroom. They made them whores. They made them strippers. They made them prostitutes. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't talk about that, but that's what they did during slave times. They made them whores. And it was all, I was a slave, but no one really, you know, connects the dots as far as the, the, the sexual favor that black women were forced to do. All the, you know, black, white men running up in them raw, sneaking off. Did y'all ever see um, Rosewood and Don Cheadle was, uh, you know, he had his daughter. And, and, and uh, John Foote was, was smashing his daughter off. And he says, you're not going back into that house. Because he knew what was going on. These white folk, man, they're using black women the same way now. The slave masters used them back in the day, and the rich executives are using, you know, label executives are using black women now, just like Beyonce and all these other women, the video hoes. You know, it's the ultimate manipulation. They got this new chick. I forget her name. She's rapping and singing about being a side chick. I said, what the heck? I said, y'all know her name. She got a, a single out right now, rapping, singing about, you know, I can't wait for the weekends and this and that. You got a white. I'm like, what the heck? And, and black, who's buying this music? Not black men. Not white women. Black women who can identify, you know, to being a freak and being a hoe. Cardi B is rising up in popularity. Nicki Minaj. All these women. Where are the Anita Bakers, the Gladys Knights, the Patti LaBelles, the Whitney Houstons? Now it's all hoes out here. You know what I mean? All musical hoes. It's it's actually ridiculous. So, you know, just take that and do with it what you will. But back to Jay-Z, because I have a lot to say about Jay-Z. But that was the first point I wanted to make in regards to, you know, why people are surprised that any of this has happened. One of the scriptures that I I love and, and, and is the basis of, a lot of the shows that I do, a lot of things that I say, is Galatians 6-7, which says, do not be deceived. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap. Now, it's amazing. And for me, the Bible still means something to me. The Bible is still important to me. I know a lot of people... You know, they, they, you know, like to pick and choose. They like to kind of, you know, just ignore it, ignore certain things. But this is major right here. You know, Galatians 6, 7 is major. It says, be not deceived. Don't get it twisted, it says. God will not be mocked. You will not mock God and, and it be okay. Right? For whatever you sow, you will also reap. Whatever you do, however you mock me, whatever however you try to play me, says don't get it twisted. If you mock me, you will reap what you sow. It will not go unpunished. I mean, it is essentially what it's saying. God says do not try to play me. Okay? That's what Galatians 6, 7 is about. So, and, and what you guys have to realize with, with this stuff is that there are, in order to be successful and to reach superstar status in the music industry, not only do you have to be talented, but you have to, you have, to have a desire 
to to mock God. Okay, you have to have a desire and be okay with you know blasphemy. Ultimately, whether you're Kanye West calling yourself Yeezy, Beyonce calling naming her album and, and tour I Am the Great I Am, if you're Jay Z, Jehovah. You know, these are, you have to be okay with doing these things. The, the, the basis of, the, first of all, the music industry is run by Satanists. The political industry is run by Satanists. I told you all last show how they go into the, the Bohemian Grove and they're literally worshiping Satan. They say you're presidents and politicians and influential businessmen. That's all, you know, they, they show it on a house of cards and they call it Elysium Fields. Like, this stuff really goes on. Like, Google Bohemian Grove, and you know what these politicians are doing. Like, the entertainment industry, political industry, these are, it's run by people who were actively worship Satan and things that, you know, basically worship Satan. And so that's why the music industry is what it is. That's why you see all of these things taking shots at God. Nicki Minaj shows up at the Grammys dressed like a, a priest. Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's so many different things, too many even names. Check out my special I did on blasphemy and entertainment, Satanism in the entertainment industry, homosexuality and hip-hop. These are all shows I've done discussing this in great detail. And I'm just kind of glancing over certain things today, but I've done entire two- or three-hour shows on this stuff, you know? Um, so you cannot, don't, you know, don't be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever one sows, that will he also reap. So... One of the things, and it's funny, Meek Mill said, and this is one of, one of his, mix, uh, his uh, mixtapes. This is amazing. It's amazing to see his progression. Remember, I've listened to him for many years before he even blew up. Well, I was just I was familiar with him. He said, and I'm, I'm trying to remember it off the top of my head, but it's on one of his mixtapes. He said, and this is crazy, he said, they asked me would I sell my soul for a Maserati. I told him, no, nah. but give me 100 grand, and I say probably. Something crazy like that. Don't like that's not the exact, you know what I'm saying? But that, that actually maybe I think that's actually exactly what he said. They asked me what I sell my soul for a Maserati. He said I told them no, but he said a hundred mil, and I said probably. So basically, I mean, really, that's deep. Just think about what he's saying right there. And this would be again. This is before he blew up. This, this is what I'm saying to you. That was one of Meek Mill's lyrics in one of his songs when he was just doing the mixtapes before he was even signed to Rick Ross and MMG. Now, you know, if you Google, right now, everyone, do me a favor. Go on your computer, Google Meek Mill 666. Just Google it. Let's do it together. Meek Mill Six six six. Are you are you doing it? Google it with me. All right. Do that. Okay. Hold on. Do that. Now click on images. Click on images. You guys doing it with me? Meek Mill six six six. Then click on images. He said they asked me would I sell my soul for a Maserati. I told him no. They said a hundred mil, and I said probably. Now if you click on images right now, we're all doing it together. You see all these images pop up. One of those images is Meek Mill in the green shirt. You guys are now looking at it. He's throwing up a sign. It's, it's, many people might say, okay, this is an okay sign. Well, I got news for you guys. That's not just an okay sign. If you look at the image to the left of that, he's throwing up devil horns. Now, 
those are two of the more recognizable signs in music and hip-hop that basically illustrate that musicians have, you know, or really anyone has sold their soul specifically for fame and fortune. The devil horn sign and the okay sign, which is really the 666, actually, you know, many of you already know this, but for those who don't, the okay sign is really three sixes. If you look at it, you know, and that's basically what it is. That's what that's why you see all these celebrities throwing up that sign. So it looks like Nick Miller was successful in in selling his soul. I don't know if he's if he got the Maserati or if he's on his. It seems like he's on his way to a hundred million. Seems to be pretty successful as far as his net worth goes. But that's how this stuff works, guys. You know what I mean? That's how it works. So the Bible says, "Be not deceived." One thing that I said online in regards to Jay-Z, I said you can't claim to love Jehovah, which is another name for God. Jehovah is a name for God. While idolizing someone that blasphemes the name of God, right? If you call yourself Jehovah, that it's, it's, it's one of the more amazing things that I've experienced in my life. You know, I mean, you have someone who is, you know, blatantly mocking God. Like, not even a little bit. Like, okay, the name of God, Jehovah, is the most holy name for God there is. Right? I mean, Jehovah, Jehovah God. Like, that's, that's that, that name means God. So you're going to call, you're going to take that name and call yourself Jehovah. That, that is a mockery. That is the ultimate mockery. The ultimate form of disrespect. That's like me calling myself A-La, like A-dot-La. You know what I mean? That's my new rap name. I'm a rap, I, like I said, I used to freestyle. I still freestyle for the kids sometimes. I'm going to call myself A-La. You know what I mean? Like Allah. I'm A-Allah. <laughs> like as, as stupid as that sounds, as crazy as that sounds, do you know how many people? I probably have death threats. You know how many Muslims? would be at my doorstep. I mean, people would boycott my music. You know how many people, now you forget boycott. You're not even talking about boycott music. You know how many people want to kill me for that level of blasphemy? And my question, I mean, so again, we're just talking about names here. You have Jehovah, right, which is making a mockery of Jehovah, God. But if I call myself Allah, Allah, as a rapper, that would that would be the ultimate form of blasphemy. So why is it okay? Why is one okay, but the other is not? Think I mean really think about that for a second. Why? Because people you ever notice people don't disrespect other religions the way they do Christianity. Why do you ever turn on these shows? And you didn't used to see this, but like you ever they be like Jesus, constantly using like like oh I, man I got in a car accident today they messed up my fender. Jesus, Lord, like, what, what happened to not using the, the Lord's name in vain? Like, you see it all, like, I was watching Iron Fist on Netflix. That's just, the people just be saying Jesus, they, you know what I mean, like, just to say it. Like, it's a joke. And that's what people are doing. That's what the music industry, the entertainment industry is doing. And there's, again, there's not, you don't hear that level of disrespect towards Muslims, towards Buddhists, or anything like that. There's an, a specific attack on Christianity. That's why I say the real issue, the major issue, the Bible even confirms this. 
says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Black versus white isn't the major problem. Rich versus poor isn't the biggest problem. It says the real problem is against spiritual wickedness in high places, the level of blasphemy, wickedness in high places, in politics, in sports, in entertainment, in music. That's, that's what we really wrestle with. That's what they're trying to distract us from. And you have people like this, Jay-Z, Jehovah, coming out with, and I've even talked to you about the most, the most blatant, the most egregious infractions. But keep this scripture in mind as we talk about this. Be not deceived. God is not mocked for whatever one sows, he will also reap. All this stuff, we can talk, it's fine. Because God will not be mocked. You cannot love Jay-Z, excuse me, Jehovah and Jehovah. You can't. The Bible says you can't eat at the table of, of, of the devil. You can't drink of the same cup. What, what, what business does light have with darkness? It doesn't go, you know, you can't do it. One of the things I said online, I said, I said, y'all quoting the new Jay-Z album, like that whole week, people are quoting Jay-Z online. I'm like, yo, what the, what's all these, what, what is this? Y'all putting up Jay-Z quotes. Go to my timeline every day. What, what do y'all see first thing? But y'all see first thing on my timeline every day. And that's just, I'm not saying everyone has to do that, whatever, you know, do what you do. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need, I, I talk about a lot of stuff. And I feel kind of funny. And again, this is a personal thing for me. But I feel funny. I feel convicted. I feel awkward. I feel weird. If I post anything on my Facebook page before I start my day off with that, that Bible verse, I, feel, I don't feel right. That's why if you notice, Normally, not all the time. Like I said, when I don't do it, I feel weird. And I ultimately end up not having a good day. That's why usually 99.9% of the time I try to make my day start off with a Bible verse. Again, that's just me. I'm not judging people who don't do that, but that's just me. And my thing, but my thing is, I'm not saying you got to post a scripture. I'm not saying you have to do that. But if you're going to quote Jay-Z online, but but you're scared of posting a Bible verse? I'm just like you're saying. Yeah, I, I said, well, I, one person I asked I said, well, why are you why are you posting it? No, nah, Jay Z's kicking knowledge. He's dropping knowledge. I want to share the knowledge. I said the knowledge. I said you you a Christian, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian. I said well, you love Jesus, right? Yeah, I love Jesus. Yeah, but I'm just saying Jay Z dropping that knowledge. I said well, I said if you feel empowered by Jay Z dropping knowledge. I said, try opening your Bible and getting some real knowledge. The Bible is the only place that contains real knowledge. If if there's quote unquote knowledge that doesn't coincide with the Bible teaches, then guess what? It ain't knowledge. It ain't knowledge. It, 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 again, if it if it doesn't if it conflicts the Bible, then it's not knowledge. It's called foolishness. That's anything. That's anything by anybody. So that's why I said you're scared to put. I mean, that's, and that's really what it is. I mean, you know, what are we talking about? I mean, we're really talking about fear, right? I mean, we're talking about fear here. You know, we have people who are literally afraid of their Facebook friends. They're literally afraid 
to project their spirituality it, it, for, with fear that they're going to be viewed as weird or different or, or you know, whatever people are saying. You know, we have people who will not post certain topics. I said online, if you, if you go to a church, you know, where your pastor is afraid to preach about certain sins, like he never talks about homosexuality or he never talks about you having sex or fornication or things that, you know, the, the majority of the congregation is most likely participating in, you know, whether it's going to clubs or even, or even if it's Jay-Z. If you have a pastor who's literally afraid, this, this album is filled. Jay-Z, I can't, I can't say it, like, as emphatically enough as I want to. He has made a career of blaspheming the name of Christ. It's in all of his albums. It's, you know, it's the lyrics. That, most people don't listen to lyrics. They just kind of listen to, to the beats. And, and what happens is a lot of times he doesn't do it in, um, you know, in his the singles that are released. But if you really listen to the album, that's where you hear a lot of this crazy stuff. The song with Alicia Keys, New York, Jesus Can't Save You. Life begins when the church ends. That's what Jay Z said. Like, what the heck does that mean? Jesus can't save you. The heck? You smoking? That's what Jay Z said. That's enough to make me. Even if I was a fan, even if I was a fan, like if somebody tells me Jesus can't save me, I'm a Christian. I'm gonna tell you to go to hell. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I'm not gonna support someone who just told told me Jesus can't save you. But y'all got that. You know what I mean? Like, he literally just said, Jesus can't save you. Life begins when the church ends. What kind of crap is that? You know, I mean, really, what kind of, seriously, what kind of crap is that? For someone to say that, and not only for someone to say that, but for millions and millions of people who claim to love Christ are loving someone and loving music by someone that specifically said, Jesus can't save you. Life begins when the church ends. Tell let when you know what kind of crap that is, you call me and let me know. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you cannot love Jehovah while idolizing someone that blasphemes the name of God by calling himself Jehovah. Let's go back into the album though. Let's go back into the album. This is crazy. This is really great. I'm not sure what song it was, but I was just listening to it. I, and I, I was just listening, like, you know, let me turn it. I got it on my, I, I downloaded title, not because I like Jay Z, but just because I, I, you know, I like music. And title for me is is a pretty cool uh, streaming site. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's pretty, you can pretty much get all my music, whatever. I have a lot of exclusives, so I tend to. Some people use Spotify, you know, Apple, whatever. I like title, but so I'm listening to it, and and what and I just hear. Sean was on that gospel shit. I was on the total effing opposite. Said, what? what oh, let me let me rewind that real quick. See what the heck? What the heck was that? Because I hear everything, and it's weird. Like God, when you have a a, a heart and a mind to want to talk about this type of stuff and and want to reveal certain things and want to just know certain things, God will show you certain things. He will. Like, that's why, like, you can listen to something and not ever notice anything. But when you really want to hear something, like, I specifically was listening 
because I wanted to hear, like, all right, what's this dude talking about? And specifically, what's he talking about? How I said, how is he going to blaspheme the name of God? I said, because I, I know it's in there. You know, but, you know, I know it's there. I said, but how is he going to do it? He said, Sean was on that gospel ship. I was on the total effing opposite. Well, I said, well, what, what does that mean? What, 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 what could that possibly mean? Now, it's basically doing this whole alter ego thing, which, which a lot of entertainers tend to do, like Beyonce, you know, Sasha Fierce and Beyonce, supposedly two different people. Just totally stupid stuff. You know, Beyonce told how she was possessed by a demon. You know, oh, my gosh, I was just there, and, you know, something just came over me. I don't know what it was. And, and next thing you know, I was dancing, all you know, coming up with this choreography, and I, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't feel myself anymore. I, I don't even know what was going on. Like, what the hell are you talking about? You know what I mean? Guess what, Beyonce? That's called being possessed by a demon, by a demonic spirit. There's a, there's actually a spiritual classification for that. You know, and it's similar to what, what Jay Z talking about here. Sean was on that gospel. Well, okay, so that. Sean praised God, and Sean enjoyed praising, you know, getting his praise on. Okay, but but Jay Z was on the effing opposite. So that's why I asked online. So what's the opposite of gospel? What's the opposite of praise? Because what's gospel? Gospel is praise, praise in the name of God. What's the opposite of that? Well, the opposite of God is Satan. So that's clear. But what's the opposite of gospel? The opposite of gospel and praise. Is blasphemy the opposite of blasphemy? I mean, the, the opposite of praise and, and gospel is, is Satanism, is satanic worship. If you're, if it's praising God, or, you know, praising the opposite is praising Satan, satanic worship. I mean, I didn't say that. That's what he he said. I was on the opposite. I mean, unless you, you know, like I said, that to me seems pretty straightforward. But if you guys maybe have a different interpretation of that, or you know, I'm sure there's people out there who want to defend him or give him the benefit of the doubt in some way. But for me, I, I don't know. What's the opposite? He said, I was on the total. To- he didn't just say the opposite. I was on the total effing opposite. What's the opposite of God? What's the opposite of God? It's pretty simple. Now, on another song, and I, I didn't write down the names of these songs, but if you just listen, you'll hear it. It's all on this. You know what I mean? So on this, he says, this is, the, this is like the, this made me want to punch Jay-Z in his face right here. I swear to you. He said, God sent me to break the chain. I'm the true and living God in the flesh. The rest of these niggas is vain. I posted that online for you guys. I, I, I don't. And I'm just saying, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not telling you who to listen to. But like, let me just scroll back up here in my notes. Galatians 6, 7 says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever he sows, he will also reap. So for me, this looks a lot like mockery right here and, and, and downright blasphemy right here. God sent me to it. Now, let's just look at this. One of my favorite songs. One of my favorite songs, one of my favorite, not even, not even favorite praise songs. One of my favorite songs, period, of all time is Break These Chains by Tasha Cobb, right? And I'm, I'm pretty sure it's most people, if you love God, you love that song. That's one of the best praise songs that I've ever heard. 
and, and that's that's what this is. This is a this is a mockery of of, of break these chains. Y'all know that, right? God sent me to break the chain. I mean, what the heck else will he be talking about? Break these chains. You know what I'm saying? Break, you know, that's the song that Tasha Cobb is saying. It is, you know what I'm saying? She's, she's saying, she's asking God, break these chains, you know, of chains of spiritual bondage. You know what I mean? It's a praise song. And you, and you, after you, if you listen to that song while you're getting your praise on, you're going to feel like them chains have been broken. At the end of that song, you know, you, you, come on, I know it. That's how I feel, at least. So, if Jay Z, when Jay Z says it, and please, and, and I know there's psychos out here. I know there are weirdos out here. There are people who are so deeply in the world that they will try and try and try to defend this man and defend this foolishness, this blasphemy, this blatant and downright Satanism, satanic worship. Because it may sound extreme only if you don't know what Satanism is. It's not extreme at all. It only sounds extreme if you're not a Christian, if you don't understand the definition of Satanic worship. Satanic worship is this. Satanic worship is nothing but blaspheming the name of God. And, and, and not only that, but it's uplifting, you know, principles and ideologies that God hates. That is all Satanism is. What they do is they take things that God loves and they mock it and they take things that God hates and they glorify it. That's what Satanism does. Go online and Google, hey, you know, interviews with Satanists and see what types of things they talk about. You know what I mean? Google, Google celebrity Satanists and see what comes up. It's going to shock you. It'll blow your mind. You're going to see people like Jay-Z and Beyonce and Tom Cruise and Will Smith and so many people. You know, I mean, I saw this one video. It was like all these uh, Oprah Winfrey, you know, saying all these things, and, and it was it was it was the best video. I'm gonna try to find it. It's like the best video I've ever seen. And then they had all these actual Satanists, like actual Satanists, the guys who dress in black and with the crazy, you know, saying eyeliner and all. Like they had them, and they was like they did like a side by side comparison, and they were saying the same exact thing. It was like word for word things that Oprah had said. Things that Jay Z, Will Smith has said, Tom Cruise has said. It was like literally word for word, and I was like, "Wow!" They're like, "Yeah." So would you classify yourself as a Satanist? They're like, "Oh yeah, absolutely. We jer- we belong to the Church of Satan. Yeah, I've been a practicing Satanist for da da da. How many years?" They were like, "Well, yeah." So what do you believe? They were asking specific questions. That dog get it. God sent me to break the chain. I'm the true and living God in the flesh. The rest of these niggas is vain. But let's just focus on the second line real quick. I'm the true living God in the flesh. What the heck? Oh, you oh oh you are. Well, the Bible says that you should have no no you know images before me. You should have no gods before me. No, should not carve images in, in my likeness. And you know what I'm saying, like all that stuff. So, how are you, Jay Z? the true and living God in the flesh. Watch this. Jesus, if you know about the Trinity, God is this. God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Jesus is God in the flesh. I should say he was God in the flesh when he was here on earth. 
That's who God in the flesh was, Jesus, when he walked the earth. So if Jay-Z is saying, I'm the true and living God, he's basically saying that Jesus wasn't, he was a fake guy. Jesus is just a story. Right? That's, I mean, that's what he's, if, if he says, I'm the true God, I'm the real God, and I'm the living God in the flesh, if, if that's you, Jay-Z, then who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? I'm just asking these questions. For people who you know, don't know or have questions, you tell me. If, if Jay-Z is saying, I'm the true and living God in the flesh, who was Jesus when he walked the earth, and who is God now? I said, the rest of these niggas are vain. Now, I get it. I, you know, I don't know if he really believes that, but at the end of the day, he calls himself Jehovah. So I'm, pre- you know, I'm pretty sure he does believe it. And if nothing else, he wants you guys to believe that he believes it. And that is the epitome of satanic worship. It's, it's viewing yourself as a god. Well, see, the problem is they view themselves as they, they as Satan, but they view Satan as God. That's why you see all these people viewing themselves as God, but projecting forth all these evil principles, right? That's 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 really, in a nutshell, what Satanism and it, what it is, what, what satanic worship is. If you look up some of the, the you know the, the the Church of Satan. This is a real organization. And then if you look at what's going on legislation-wise around the country, you know, there are now schools that, you know, these Satanists, they've now gotten lawyers. So now they're now saying, well, hold on, well, you, you know, you teach, you do, you're teaching certain things about Islam, you're teaching certain things about Christianity, but we want you to teach certain things about Satan, about the Church of Satan. That's not fair. We live in America. We should have our, our ideas, you know, put in the public school system as well. And that's what's happening. There's several, I don't know how, how big it is yet, but it's growing, but they're now fighting to have pieces of their history, you know, put into the public school system, into the curriculum, you know, and that's, that's where this stuff starts. It's, it's, it's all growing. It's getting worse and worse and worse. So, I mean, now a lot of people, and I didn't listen to the whole album, I, I, and I took a break. I may or may not, you know, get back into it. But those are things that I heard so far, you know, and I just wanted to, you know, because I, I haven't heard anyone else, nowhere else, no, you know, music critics, no one talking about these lyrics anywhere. If you guys have let me know, I'd like to listen to them. Anyone discussing the clear and blatant blasphemy that is seen on Jay-Z 444. Now, I don't, I don't, this may be a stretch. I'm not into reaching. I'm not into stretching. But I would not be surprised. I mean, first of all, I know for a fact there is some hidden symbolism that I haven't taken the time to research in, in just a 444. Anyone knows about numerology, Scientology, um, just Illuminati symbolism, period. The number four is very significant. Um, I, I, you know, so I'm, I'm a, 100% sure in some way. The four four four, you know what I mean, is in some way. I'm not gonna say and act like I know right now. I've researched it, but is in some way related to six six six. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just gonna throw that out there. I don't know. I'm not saying for 100, percent but I would not be surprised. And again, a lot of this stuff, guys, 
you know, there's no proof. There's no, oh, my gosh, this is 100% proven. But it's, you just kind of got to pray. You just kind of kind of ask God for discernment. You got to ask your spirit, like, hey, something, does this feel right? You know, and, and when you do that, he will show you certain things. That's what's happening with me. I mean, it's, it's very obvious. Those are probably, you know, two or three lyrics out of a whole album that kind of just popped out at me. I'm just like, wow. You know, and if and if you think if, if you are someone who loves God but is but is saying right now, oh he's tripping or that's not that bad, you, I would really pray. I really pray and I would ask God. You know, you ask Him, is it is it really that is it really that bad? And it is. You know what I mean? It's a, it's actually worse. One thing I want I want to say before I run out of time. It's talk about this whole T.I. and Tiny and Rob Kardashian. Because I'm done with J.J. You know, I'm done with J.J. right now. But one of the things that I'll say about Black China is if everyone's talking about it, everyone's talking about Black China. And I looked at it, I said, well, hold on, wait, who's Black China? Wait a minute, I said, Black China is a stripper. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's what her claim to fame She's a stripper. And then she went on to, like so many other women, to become a video vixen. I said, but at the end of the day, she's a stripper. I said, why is everyone talking about these nude photos being leaked when she's a stripper? I'm, you know what I mean? Just, just fundamentally, that doesn't make sense to me. We have a stripper that everyone is so passionate about the fact that someone leaked her photos. You can. I've seen videos, music videos, where she's practically butt naked. Whether it's a future video and different videos, she's like practically butt naked, like Kim Kardashian. Oh my gosh! Like if somebody leaked her photos, it, it, guess what? It wouldn't matter. She's already leaked her own new photos. She's already leaked a sex tape. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. I said online, more people are focused on this Robin Kardashian, Rob Kardashian, and Black China. Then they are the fact that people were, 100 people got shot in Chicago. Then the fact that Jay-Z is putting out music that's blatantly blaspheming the name of Jesus Christ. You know, that's stuff that actually matters. You know, our slogan here on the show is real radio that matters. This stuff that I'm talking about now, this matters. Now, was Rob Kardashian, first of all, let's be clear. Rob Kardashian is a clown. You know, he's very, he's very fat. Um, he's very insecure. He has a lot of self-esteem issues, and you know he he just is not happy with himself. Um, I mean, obviously, anyone who would date Black China obviously is not happy with himself, and obviously doesn't have high standards for themselves. And and so what's happening is, you know, hurt people, they hurt people, or they you know they attempt to hurt people, and if you look at you know, if you first of all, if you watch, I don't watch the show. I used to with me and my wife, you know. And so when I was watching, that's when he was, that's when he was dating like Adrian Bailon, and you know what I mean. She broke his heart, and he tried and tried and tried and tried to get her back successfully, you know. And then he went on, you know, he, you know, gained all this weight, and you know, you see his his depression, but clearly and blatantly detailed right on the show. So it's not hard to understand why he's, you know, ended up with a stripper. I'm sure she did certain things for him that made him, you know, feel a little bit better about himself. And so when that ended, 
You know what I mean? Like you're a fat slob. So it's like you if you hate yourself and you have you hate the way you look, which he said he does, he hates the way he looks. And so if you have this stripper, this quote unquote beautiful woman, this sexy woman doing all these sexual things for you and making you feel special, you know, once that ends, once she shows who she is and what she's about, I mean that that really destroyed him. So he's in a very, very negative place right now. In fact, somebody might need to check on Rob because I wouldn't be surprised if he's on, like, you know, really contemplating suicide right now. I mean, I, I'm, and I'm, being, I'm being serious right now because I know a lot of people, I've counseled a lot of women, you know, who have seriously contemplated suicide. And I know what it looks like. And, you know, I'm, you know like I said, we need to really pray for Rob. You know what I mean? Because he's not in a good place right now. So, and he revealed that T.I. and Tiny, you know, uh, where they paid Black China to, to have a threesome with him. Let, can I just talk about them two real quick, real quick? So I got a couple of minutes. It, it's interesting, you know, and it, it kind of goes back to what I was saying to Tiny. I mean, it's not a coincidence. That, uh, excuse me, it goes back to what I was saying in regards to, like, Lala and, you know, Jay-Z. You know, T.I. is no different. I mean, when you, you know, Tiny projects her. First of all, you can tell she has, like, this, these, these self-esteem issues. She said that. She goes and does her eyes, make, puts in permanent, you know, uh, contacts to make herself more exotic looking, which is a miserable fail uh, on her part. But when she's doing all these things to try to look, be sexy and to look younger and to be more sexual, that is not impressing anyone. You know, she's running around with Floyd Mayweather trying to, you know, make T.I. jealous. T.I., you cannot take someone who initially got with you for a particular reason and expect that to last forever. Now, I'll be honest with you, and I'm a little embarrassed to admit this, but I used to really be attracted to Tiny when she was in Escape. You know what I mean? Like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, whatever it was when she was young and when I was young, I mean, she would, to me, was the best the best um, member of Escape. And, and I'm sure that's around the time when T.I. You know, saw the same thing that most guys my age saw. Like, wow, she's kind of sexy and this and that. But those days are long gone. Those days are long gone. And, again, that's not to say that you, you know, looks can't fade and you can't stay with someone after looks fade and different things. That's what marriage is about. But that, that's assuming you're a quality man. That's assuming you're a man of God. If you are a man living in the world and you're someone like Jay-Z, you're someone like T.I., guess what? You're going to not give up all of the, the, the pleasures that this world is able to afford you. You're going to have sex with Becky with the good hair. You're going to have sex with this stripper if you're Kirk Frost or if you're if – you're, uh, you know, Carmelo Anthony, or you're going to pay someone to have a threesome with you. Same thing with uh, Amarion. How many of y'all watch uh, Love and Hip Hop when Amarion was on it? Well, they revealed that they, you know, uh, they had some threesomes. Amarion and uh, April had some threesomes. In fact, you can they did a video, and, uh, you know, in, at the end of the video Amarion was in, I think it's supposed to be, the post to be video, she, she, you know, they kind of allude to them going into a room to have a threesome, like her, another girl, and then him going to her. It's like, yo, that's your wife. 
you know, that's your girlfriend, your fiance, whatever. That's your baby mom. Like, you're going to disrespect her? You're going to allow her to disrespect herself by bringing another woman into your bed? And then, and, and they, I've seen interviews with them. Like, they used to brag about it. They used to talk about it openly. Like, oh, yeah, you know, we do freaky stuff. And, you know, I like to go both ways sometimes with my man. I'm like, whoa. I said, okay, that relationship isn't going to last. Ladies, you cannot do those types of things with a man and then expect him to not, will not want to continue to do those things with other women after he gets tired of you. It's not, you, can, you can try if you want to. You can try to be a freak all you want. But eventually he's going to get a younger freak, a better-looking freak, and, and who's, not, who's going to be able to do things that you're no longer able to do or never were able to do. You know, all the people that I just named are no longer together, and what's the what's the common denominator? And again, I'm not blaming them, but what's the common denominator? All of them, at one point or another, tried to be a freak. They presented themselves like a freak. Beyonce, Tiny, Lala, April, and I mean, you know, the list goes on and on. Maybe you guys have done the same things, and you can't figure out why the heck. Won't my man stay out the club? Why can't he come home at night? Well, what's on your Facebook page? What's on your Instagram page? You know? You're, that, if that's what he likes in you, guess what? He, he, he likes that in you, and he's going to like someone else with those same qualities, just a little bit better. Guess what? There's always what, what Biggie said. Look better than you. Give head better than you. Get wetter than you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's always someone better. In every possible way, it's about having a great relationship with and having it be rooted in Christ. If that isn't the case, it's, it's not going to work out well. Real quick, I'm doing the show till 2 o'clock, and I, there was a question. I, I'm almost out of time, but I want to take a few minutes. There was a question posted from yesterday uh, on should women carry condoms in their purse? And I didn't want the show to end without me you know, at least touching on that. <clears throat> and, and I see some calls online. I'm a, I'll take some calls next time I'm, I'm, I'm live because I'm just about out of time. But let me just be clear, okay? And I'm out of time. I really don't care who gets offended. Listen, if you're a single woman, first of all, let me just, if you're a single man and you carry condoms in your wallet, guess what? You're a male hoe. Okay, back in the day, I'm going to be honest with you. I used to carry condoms in my wallet. My, 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 back in the day, my mom used to do a, a condom check with me and all my brothers. You have condom check. Let me see your wallets. So they wanted to make sure we didn't have any. We, we had condoms on just in case. That's the key. Just in case, if I went out with the homies and I ran ran into a beautiful woman and she was a freak and she was down with it, who knows? I wanted to make sure I was prepared. Just being real. That's why I would keep the condom on in case of a random sexual encounter. I didn't want to be caught without one. That's because I didn't know. That is called a, being a male hoe. If you go around just having sex with women, you're a hoe. You're a male hoe. If that's what you're, if you're a man that does that, you're a male hoe. And most men will tell you. A lot of women will call them, oh, you're a dog. I'm going to call it what it is. He's a male hoe. If you carry condoms, if you, first of all, if you're single, meaning you're not in a relationship, you're not married, and you carry condoms, guess what? You are a hoe. You're a hoe, meaning you have casual sexual encounters with random men. Now, if, if you're a boyfriend, if you have a boyfriend or you're married or you're engaged and you have a, you know, you're having sex, that, no, I'm not talking to you. 
See, a lot of people in the group, they went, oh, no, you, <clears throat> you're talking about what if I have a boy? I'm not talking about if you have a boyfriend. Because that's planned. That's not casual. That's not random. That's a relationship. But if you are a, that's why I put on the question, if you're a, should single women put condoms in their purse <clears throat> in case they go out to the club and they want to hook up with somebody, should they be protected? Absolutely. You know, should they be protected? Sure. But guess what? That's, they're still a hoe. <laughs> You know what I mean? We need to take the power out of that word. Don't, the only people, be clear, I've been doing this a long time. I'm not new to this. I may be new to you. Maybe you just stumbled upon my radio show, stumbled upon me on social media. I'm not new to this at all. I've been doing what you guys see me doing, these discussion forums, these shows for many years, close to 20 years, really probably even longer than that. Listen, you know, women always get offended with when they see me or hear me talk about behavior that they see in themselves. So I just wanted to answer that question publicly. Don't be a hoe, okay? Don't make excuses for hoish behavior. Listen, if you, and I don't have time to do it now, but really, you know, look up. In fact, Google whore on the Data on Tolbert show. Listen to that show and talk and listen to, look, at, look up Ezekiel 23 and, 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 you know, the story of a hola and a holy book. And, and how God viewed and ultimately punished toes in the Old Testament. And then you'll see, like, whoa, that's not really as glamorous as Beyonce or anyone else makes it look. All right, guys, so I'm going to wrap it up. I'll try not to go so long without doing another live show. I'll try to come back maybe early next week, middle of next week. But um, I thank you all for tuning in to Keeping It Real Fridays. And like I said, if you all want to take advantage of my summer or fall special for the one-on-one dating and relationship coaching, Email me or call me, ask Daydon at Gmail, um, you know, 855-55-Daydon. And um, that's what it is, man. Follow me on social media at Daydon Tolbert. Add yourself to the friends of the Daydon Tolbert Show, and I will see you all next time.
I'm told. 